Hello guys, what's up? It's Candace Kay. This is the Wabi Sabi Podcast. You definitely tuned into the right place. And if you think that you might have tuned in by mistake, you should really stick around. I promise I'm not a boring person. <laughs> Getting my mic set up. I'm excited because I'm by myself again. Last week I had to record um, with part of my team here and it's not that I don't like recording with them. It's just that I really prefer to do the podcast, just you and me, like we're having a, a phone conversation. So, um, welcome to episode 11. I love you guys. This has been fun. It has certainly drained my bank account. I'm making no money, but yet losing it off of doing this free pod for you guys. But if I can change a life, even if it's just one, then I am filling my cup. So that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about today. I read a quote over the weekend that made me really think about why we're all in this together and sort of more of the meaning behind what we do in business um, from LA to New York and all over the globe together. And I want to start out by reading this quote to you. So the planet does not need more successful people. The planet desperately needs more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of all kinds. The Dalai Lama. I'm going to repeat that one more time for you. The planet does not need more, quote, successful people, unquote. The planet desperately needs more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of all kinds. The Dalai Lama, somebody whose work that I have admired from afar for many years, and it is definitely part of my bucket list and calling to meet him one day because I really, uh, as a, a child who was raised with a Buddhist mother um, and a Christian father, I had a really interesting childhood, but my parents, no matter what, at the end of the day would tell you that being a good person and being a healer and a lover and a supporter and an artist and somebody who's simply there to help other people is really nice and refreshing. And it's, um, it's how my sister and I were raised. I also want you guys to know in my <laughs> long career, which I have been speaking about lately, um, and many people are very shocked at how long my career has lasted um, partially because I don't talk about things that I've done in the past. It is very Japanese to be humble. And I will also note to you that um, being a single female in New York City and running my own business here alone is really humbling. I mean, every day is a struggle. And I make it look really easy because that's the Japanese way. I don't really know another way to live. And this is really how I operate. So um, the podcast has been an incredible journey with you because we have chatted now for 11 episodes of Wabi Sabi, and I really called the podcast Wabi Sabi because everything is so imperfect. Now, today's topic is going to be all about how I, <laughs> I just want to say to you, P.S., I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> And if you ever want to sign out off of a conference call or off of a, a business meeting or off of a group powwow, or maybe it's a focus group or a marketing course or a seminar, 
if, if you just like take that little step back one day and you're like, dude, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't know what to speak about today because there were so many juicy topics that crossed my mind. And when I run into my friends or we schedule meetings for work together sometimes, or we just schedule workouts or, you know, girl time, um, I find that almost every single one of us that's an artist or a creative, a healer, a lover, a mentor, somebody who is carving their own path and paving their own way, I feel that we all have that in common. So I want you to know that it looks like I know what I'm doing, but there have been a couple of different moments this year where I have said, why is so much work coming through California? And why am I so drawn to international, global individuals who are successful? So I will start out with a call that I had with my mentor this week, James Higa, which was really progressive and great. So what he pointed out to me was that we do talk about the middle. So I'm very happy that we're in this gray area together. It means that we're not at the glorious beginning. We're not at the successful finish line. We're in the really tough area in the middle. And he said, I know that you don't like to talk about your successes and wins. And we both acknowledge because we are both of Japanese descent that that is how we are raised. However, if we are running businesses in the U.S., then we must learn to share our resume with everyone else. So I encourage you to look up my resume if you wonder where I came from. Um, you can also just see my bio on my website at CandiceKumai.com because I want you to see every little bit of work I do, which includes a lot of charity work too. Uh, but I also think it's okay as you're laying and bricklaying out your legacy that you stay very humble because there are just days where you're going to have an unclear view of the next steps that are about to come your way. Today is a perfect example of that. It's rainy and stormy in New York City, and I can't even see the skyline some days because there are too many clouds that are diluting my perfectly clear view. And one must remember, wabi-sabi, everything is perfectly imperfect. Me having a cloudy head today and telling you, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing tomorrow is so perfectly imperfect. I mean, I know I'm getting on a flight and I'm going back to California to work, but I, I really, I get stuck too, you know, and that's why I've got six books that I wrote for you because I, I knew the clear vision and direction of those books at that point in my career. But I do want to point out to you that getting a mentor, number one today, will help to bring you some clarity. And sometimes mentors are like mirrors because we tend to choose people that we gravitate towards because we have a lot in common or we see ourselves in them or vice versa. And so what James let me know was um, he gave me pointers on a business plan I'm drafting out right now for a product line. 
And then my team reminds me, you know, everyone's opinion is subjective and you can take it or leave it. But what a mentor can really do for you when you're feeling like you don't know what the fuck you're doing is they can guide you. You know, you may not be able to see through the forest clearly when you're in the trees, but once you are all the way out and cleared, you'll be able to see everything in its perfect view. So again, if you haven't picked up a mentor already, guys, honestly, if you do not have a mentor, I really recommend getting two that are legit. I have Rona and I have James and they are both Japanese American and we have a lot in common. And I also have my Polish American father and my Japanese mother and they all mentor me a few times a month. And my world is so imperfect. We might've had the greatest run of press this month with Kintsugi Wellness But by no means, you guys, is my bank full. By no means am I happy 150%. By no means is my life perfect at all. It's not even close. And what I've chosen also to do over the last few months to gain more clarity and perspective on where I really want to go is I started meditating again, running every morning, and also I started Um, working out on top of that. So I do three different things that really help. And when I run, there's a church that I pass by um, on the border of like Greenpoint and Williamsburg. And I always point my finger up at the church and I say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray for three people. So today I prayed for um, Dana, Abiola, and somebody else I can't mention, (laughs) someone I have a crush on. (laughs) And then I prayed for myself too, because God knows I need some prayers. And then then I I thank Jesus for like bringing me everything. You know, I, I have two legs to run, two eyes to see, nose and mouth to smell and taste and and fingers and hands to touch. I mean, I have everything I need. And I just am grateful. So sometimes take yourself out of your element. If you need a resource to clear your head, if you don't feel like you know where you're going, then go for a run, go work out, go take a shower, like go for a swim, go call a friend, call mom, do something that will shift your mindset a little bit. Just never, ever stay stuck. So again, get your mentor on lock. Um, Another thing I think that we could talk about is weekends. You know, I'm recording these pods typically on the weekends for you because they're the times when I get to reset and recalibrate my work week. And I, I know that my days being single and having fun here in New York City are numbered. And you know how I know that, guys, is because I've had so much fun here. Um, wow, I'm going to start crying. The city has taught me a lot. And I moved here eight years ago with like a couple hundred dollars in my bank account. And I like lived apartment to apartment, couch surfed, barely made rent some months, had my roommate spot me, um, taught cooking teaching cooking classes at Natural Gourmet Institute and the Brooklyn Kitchen and wrote for every magazine 
that I possibly could. And as you guys know, most TV, about 85 to 95% of television does not pay. So you guys may not know this, but I speak the truth on my pod and, you know, Iron Chef judging, Beat Bobby Flay judging, going on all the shows that you see me on every week. Those do not pay. When they are union, which is like one out of 200 of them, they will pay a small fee. But, you know, even my friends from college like still don't know that I don't get paid to go on those shows. So I've had to really think about where I'm going with my career. And, you know, to, to admit to you guys that some days I don't know where I'm going. You know, I don't know if I'm going to make rent in two months. I and mean, that's the life of an entrepreneur, somebody who really takes a lot of chances and risks, keeping in mind that I don't have any investors. I don't have rich parents. I don't have a husband. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't get any other income other than the hustle. And typically my income comes from branding gigs and lifestyle gigs. And um, this is a tough industry to be in. It really is. And this city though has taught me so much on the weekends. It's quieter. It's slower. People are chilling. We're meeting up and having brunch. It's like such a New York thing. We're working out together and we're going to Central Park and like laying in Sheets Meadow. We do things here that they don't do in other parts of the U.S. New Yorkers are a different breed. And to this day, I still have not purchased my Yankees cap. Um, I don't know why. I I am probably going to do it in my last week of being here, I think, because um, the greatest years of my life were spent here. And my next chapter is, is truly coming. I have turned a few new pages and I want you guys to know that I don't have the plans. You know, God will laugh at me if I tell him what I really would like. <laughs> and dad will tell me that life is really full of surprises. So I just have to, to go along with that. Um... I want you also to, you know, working on weekends is a, is something that you can do to get ahead. And it's really something I've done strategically for the last 15 years. There isn't really a weekend where I take a lot of time off, but when I travel, I love, you know, being in and imbued in the culture, but it doesn't mean I'm not taking photos or writing in my journals or, um, recording podcasts now, even overseas, which I've done. I think that um, it's important to keep yourself on your toes, keep yourself in check. And like I always say, like check your ego at the door. Uh, the entitlement has sort of like come over me these last few years. I've had one, two, three, four, five people now, uh, no show, no call um, in their last days of work, typically more like four, but um you know, why even intern or why even assist somebody if you're not prepared to work for over, you know, six months? The last intern I had lasted two days, another one three. And once they saw how I operate, how hard I work and how I do everything, um, I think that a lot of people just feel really entitled and they, they think that they could live off of their Instagram with their thumbs 
And while that is a very important facet to our business model right now, it's not the end all be all, and you're not going to be able to make full profit off of that. Very few people can actually monetize their Instagram. So I really highly recommend for you guys to think about how to check yourself. The weekends are a really good time to recharge and reset. And if you can put in a few hours of work every weekend, all of that is cumulative, which means it'll add up over time. And like I said, I may not know everything, but I certainly know that when you add up all of the hours at nights, weekends, evenings, when everybody else is like watching TV or out drinking, you know, at happy hour, I'm usually doing something pretty focused. So although I'm not perfect, I know that I like my work. I enjoy writing out new downloads that are coming your way. We're creating a product line right now with my team. We're working on our business strategy and model together, which we've taken a great deal of time on because we want to do this right. Um, it's not easy, but you know, like I also have chosen like not to go out on a lot of dates like for a while now because I just I know what I'm looking for in a guy. And so, ladies, I think it's important for you to remember this and guys too. Like just because somebody really likes you doesn't mean that they're your person. Um, I have a pretty good, pretty good feeling about who my person is. And um, it's really exciting. The person is almost like a mirror for you. And, and it should feel like you both won the lottery when you meet because you're so excited about one another. And, you know, I want to meet somebody who is at my level, who's at my pace and my race. And I think that Ladies, if you're in your 20s or even younger, like don't even worry about it. Please enjoy your life. The weekends, you can have fun on still. What I'm asking you to do is just like to check yourself and check your weekends and see if there's a little bit more work that you can do for fun. Like um, a girl that I, who's painted pictures of my cute cat before and, and Adrian Mischler's dog. Um, like Amy paints on the weekends, or um, I've got friends who are in graphic arts who who check out museums or like local openings with architecture. Um, and I have like, for example, me and my friends, like we go out and after bar class, we do matcha or we go and we have dinner on my patio or, you know, we connect over a glass of wine and like just really enjoy, but like make sure that you're doing enough to fill your cup, but also do stuff that um, is work related. And that can also just mean sitting and having a glass of wine or a matcha and conversing about work. Um, I did some recipe developing this weekend on new recipes that are coming your way. And I, and I shared that with my team and it always feels really good to be together, even on the weekends. It's sort of been a little bit of my like security blanket, I guess, because my family isn't here. They're in Cali. My sister's in London um, and, and my mother's family's in Japan. My dad's family is in Connecticut and Florida. And, you know, I don't see anybody like I just kind of chill. <laughs> I see my friends, but and that's a lie. I'm going to go see mom and dad tomorrow, even though they don't want me there. So we have fun. <laughs> Okay, so also be really smart on your surroundings. So first we talked about getting your mentor on lock. We talked about working a little bit on weekends because it's cumulative. 
smart on your surroundings. Oh my gosh. If I could tell you, I'm seriously going to like lay in my bed right now and talk to you guys <laughs> like we're on the phone. Hi. Remember the Zach Morris phone? It was like super big. And remember AC Slater? I worked with Mario Lopez on set. <clears throat> he is, seriously, we couldn't stop saying, Mario Lopez, you're kind of man. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Back to work. <laughs> Smart on your surroundings. Oh my gosh, this includes everything from like <clears throat> the environment you're in to the people that you chill with. Um, you know, over my eight years in New York, I've had all different kinds of friends, like the friends I partied with, the friends I would cook dinners with, the friends that would help me with charity events, the friends that would be there for me when I was going through breakups, the friends that would help me to mentor and guide me or get me some more work when I needed it. My agents are my friends, my team, like the production guys on video and audio and editing are my friends. I mean, there's just such a big mix. And what I love about my team and people that I choose to hang out with now, especially more than ever, because they've stood the test of time, is that they're all good people to the core. Like, I love Aviola and Joni and Britt and Sharon and Marcella because they've been on my team for a while and they... They're consistent. And keep in mind, some of these women are, are volunteering their time to work with me. They're not all for pay. So I surround myself with incredible people. And they say that you are as strong as the two or three people you hang out with most consistently. Those people are the biggest reflection of who you are. And so I'd like to think, you know, I see my pure bar girls working out all the time. I see my team quite a bit. And I talk to my friends like Nikki and Steph, or Dana. Um, and now Darielle and just try to think of like all the regulars, Courtney and Crystal, like those are the people that are a reflection of me and I'm a reflection of them. Oh my god, and Chrissy, I love you, Chrissy. Um, we have so much fun together. <clears throat> so a lot of these girls I grew up with too. Some of them are friends from junior high, high school, college, and for over 10 years. So we all kind of play a different role for one another. But at the end of the day, you're really a reflection of your surroundings. So keep in mind the the top three people that you roll with. I mean, that's like you, that's your posse. If they don't make you feel good, if they are not good friends, if they got like a boyfriend or girlfriend and just disappeared, that happens all the time. Um, that's not cool either, you guys. I mean, that obviously it happens, but it's just like, come on, you've got to call your friends too. Um, but I love my posse here. Be good to them and they'll be good to you and support them too. Um, and you know, if you've got a good group of friends, it's also really important not to gossip. So the one thing I cut out of my life a long time ago, actually, was gossip. I didn't grow up in a household that had it. So luckily, um, I would never pass on that torch because it wasn't part of our family. My dad and mom don't talk bad about anyone. And they actually keep a lot of their feelings to themselves. And they're very respectful and honorable people. And so when I see people gossip, it's, it makes me really sad. One of the magazines that I worked under for a really long time, they also owned some of the tabloids. And I remembered 
thinking like, how could you feel respectable when you, or like your work was respectable? Is respectable even a word? How could you feel your work is respectful <laughs> if you aren't putting out morally correct or if you're not working with moral integrity? And moral integrity is something that goes along with the no gossip part of our pod today. If you're not living what you say and you're not saying what you live, you may want to check yourself. I mean, I know guys that like I've dated or I've hung out with and they just like, they don't, they don't get, or even I'm sure girls do this too. Like they don't get that people are watching them. And so there are a lot of people out there that are like cheaters and they, they cheat on their significant other and it's like really known. And it's just a little weird to me because I didn't grow up with that. So like I couldn't be with somebody who is okay with that kind of behavior. So just understand that who you roll with is a reflection of you. People are watching you and moral integrity is key. You want to live everything that you say you're doing and be honest it's a lot easier as my mom says like you know if you want the people to listen to your work you better give them correct information and also you have to be honest a person it's so much easier and that's true mom I agree it's definitely true so if you want to be trusted be honest simple basic. Humble thyself, bitches. Seriously, I mean, it's on my list. I was just so sick of like these interns that I'm wasting my time on training. And, you know, one of them's like, there was no training. I'm like, yeah, it's called getting thrown to the wolves. Welcome to New York City. No one's going to give you a hand-holding training session. And as far as I'm concerned, everything that we do is like straight, legit cool. If I could name off who I work with or who I just worked with last week, I would, but I can't because I am respecting our uh, embargo that we have at a startup that I'm part of. And also, um, you know, I get to connect with really dope other individuals that want to work together and collaborate. So I, I feel very lucky. But at the same time, like if the younger generation can't see when we're giving you an opportunity that's clear as day, it might include, you know sweeping the floor or like going out and running to get like the crew food or, you know, setting up for the next um, matcha smoothie shoot. Or it might mean like, you know, clearing off this table that is full of camera equipment and helping us to load it and unload it or just packing wardrobe. All of these little things are cumulative. They are the small elements that make up the bigger picture of working in media, food, publishing, modeling, everything that I do. This is, this is it. You can't just walk on set and see all the good shit. You can't just like show up and do all the fun stuff. You know, like people come back to my apartment and we drop off all the camera equipment, all the wardrobe, all the props, all the food loads of it. And everyone on my team, Jade, Celia, another Cecilia, um, Michelle, Larissa, Jess, um, 
I'm just trying to think of all the girls over the years over. There's so many more too, but, um, they would see it. Oh, Christina, Sayori. Um, what we would do is we'd get everything and we'd unload it in my place again. And what people weren't realizing, oh, Rocky, I can't forget Rocky. What we're realizing is they were there and they saw how much work it took to come back and unpack. Like the shoots never actually finished until it's like finished. And not even then is it done. It goes to the edit bay. We go through 10 different cuts. We add music. We add effects. We add text. We add lower thirds. It's it's not what you think. You can't just walk onto set and expect to be a superstar. Now, I understand that a lot of you are seeing success with your thumbs on a phone, but like that's not living in real life. So one day when, you know, Shape Magazine calls you to do XYZ shoots for them, you're not going to be equipped to give them the content they need. So just be aware that I'm here to teach you really valuable lessons. A lot of you guys ask what kind of cameras I shoot on. So here are the ones that I shoot on. Sony A7, and there's a new one coming out that I'm waiting for as well. Um, I use a Metabones adapter and then a Canon 50 millimeter lens, or sometimes um, we use different lenses. There's also a Sigma adapter you can get now too. And I also use a Canon... 70D and a Canon 60. And I have, again, I shoot my food with a 50 millimeter lens. It's something that I taught myself a long time ago. I am by no means like the master of photography, but I know the basics and I have a, a great microphone set up and a zoom recorder. And I do this pod on my own now because I have to be self-sufficient. Like I'm not actually monetizing this podcast and you'll hear more about that later too. But just remember to humble thyself because when you wear the scarlet letter of an H for humble across your bosom, as they said in the book, you're so much more valuable. When you show people your vulnerability, people can connect with you and that makes you more attractive. And the person that I have a really big crush on right now is so amazing and and they're so attractive because they're so humbled by their career. Now, remember we talked about this before. The topic of today is I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's true. Like a lot of us artists, athletes, creatives, entrepreneurs, our graph of success is measured by a roller coaster. There is no ceiling or floor, no start or finish line. And oftentimes we hit brick walls. We get let go of the shows. We don't get the book deal we wanted. We don't get the hosting gig we were hoping for. We didn't sign on with XYZ brand. You get like let go of your contracts. You get let go of your teams. You, You get you know, you've sold all your artwork and you don't have anything left and now you got to start over. These are the things that happen to us on the front line. And for those of us who are humble and wearing the scarlet letter H across our bosom, for you guys that don't know what that means, the scarlet letter, um, I'm just saying that you, in that book, um, it was obvious that the girl wore an A across her chest for Never mind. 
That's so stupid. I haven't read that book since Mr. Bouvet's AP English class in high school. Can you believe I was in AP English? I could definitely write. And it was like the one thing that my teachers were like, Candace is really good at writing. Can't believe it. Fucking crazy. Who would have thought I would have written six books? Insane. But truly humble thyself. It's so much better and attractive to be with people that are humbled, that don't talk about themselves, and that have vulnerability, compassion, and empathy for one another. I'm so compassionate with others that have gone through the same struggles of ups and downs. I will be there for you. I will be there for you. I will be there for you. I'm doing it right now. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to make rent in two months. This is like insane. And every summer I'm coming up against the same problem, which means I have to change something now. Do you know how humbling it is when you don't know if you're going to make rent? That is so fucking humbling. <sighs> Anyways, my friend's at, mom, my friend Chrissy's mom asked if I was a millionaire to Chrissy the other day. And we were like laughing about it. We're like, oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> if I was a man, of course, of course. We'll have to talk about that in another pod. I mean, you guys already know, but the path for women is so beyond different from a man's path. One of the last things we're going to talk about today is supporting others. You know, some people say they do it. Show me, don't tell me. I don't know why people do that. It's like your actions are the loudest. So show me. I want to see more of you supporting other people's work. And if you support me, you'll buy my book that's $18 on Amazon that took me three years to write. I don't have anything else that I'm asking you guys to do. This podcast is free. All the recipes, there are hundreds of them on my website are free. And I have given you my heart and soul full of free content. And quite frankly, I feel robbed because I haven't made it like a man in my shoes would have by now. But I also know that like the Dalai Lama said at the beginning of this podcast, that he's looking for a different lineup. And I'm going to read that quote to you again so you guys can remember this. The planet does not need more successful people. The planet desperately needs more peacemakers healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of all kinds. You know, maybe we're not all supposed to be successfully financially. Maybe that will come with time. Maybe my greatest story to you will be that successful finish line when we get there. My humility is my grace to you. Please support an artist however you can. Even if it's just a fucking review, like write on iTunes, a five-star review about how much you love someone's pod. Show me, don't tell me. Show. It's in your actions. The same goes for all of you out there who are in need 
of filling your humility and your community cup. You know, by nature, I, I go out and I see other girls and I say, oh my God, your hair or your dress, or you're just looking like so gorgeous today. Or if I see somebody dating like a new guy, I'm like, I'm genuinely, sincerely so happy for you, like so well-deserved. And also if a friend has like a new baby or they get married or engaged, I am there for them and sincerely with my hand on my heart, happy for them. I don't have much to give, but I can certainly give people my support and my grace. And I know you guys know that. I am like clenching at my heart right now. <sighs> if you don't have anything else to give, guys, give people your support. And you can also pray for them. It's a free thing to do. And it works. You know, lastly, a lot of these basics when you're going through the motions of like the I have no idea what I'm doing is to pay your bills on time. Don't set yourself up for failure. Like be punctually successful with the things you can control. And that's like rent and bills, being a good person, and really just like being a good Samaritan to others. Focus on your work that is your best and always give your best. In Japanese, we like to say, Gambate ne. You know, my mom and dad have never been huge fans of what I do, especially in the beginning stages. I think they were really like worried because I went out hard. Like I went up to bat and I was like ready to hit a grand slam. And this was me like, you know, out of culinary school wondering what was going to happen at 24 years old. And I cooked on the line and I made no money and I, I still make no money. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but like for you guys all to know, if you want to be an artist, this is not where the money's at. Go work at a VC firm or like go work for Mark Cuban because you're not going to make money as an artist. But I, I make it look so fucking fun and pretty because it is, it is. But, um, you know, I can't forget the way that my parents have humbled me throughout the years and they've been my mentors and they've kept me in check. I could open the door to our house in San Diego with my bags and be like, hey guys, what's up? I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I actually think when I left for Wendy Williams, I was like frantically packing my things. I had to make sushi with my mom. We had to go through some Japanese training and I swear my parents must have been like, oh my God, God bless Candace, because she chose a really difficult path. You guys don't see the sweat that goes behind everything that I do. If you don't have a lot to give, you've got sweat equity. So put your fucking back into it, like they say on that Ice Cube song. You can do it, but you're back into it. Can you imagine my mom singing that? Okay, I'm going to move on to some questions for you guys. And then we're going to move into our basic like wellness, cooking, and beauty shout outs. Thanks for all of your questions this week, you guys, um, and your supportiveness. I love you guys. Good things are coming. I've been praying and meditating a lot, and I'm really excited. Okay. So one of you guys, hello, Katie, 08, 
Hi, Candace. I stumbled upon your podcast, and I'm so glad that I did. I don't know if you'll read this, but in case you do, I love everything you do when I bought your book, Kinski Wellness. Thanks, Katie. Um, as an audiobook after hearing it on the pod. And I think about it constantly for a couple of weeks. You spoke so clearly about with such purpose. I knew I needed a deep diver into what you had to say. Sorry, dive deeper into what you had to say. I must say that immediately after finishing the audiobook, I purchased the hard copy. It is such a beautiful book, and I have already been working through the recipes. Why I felt compelled to write to you is that I felt a connection to you and your candor in sharing. Well, thank you so much for this love letter, Katie. I am really, truly grateful um, that you're sharing. And I want you to know that I also agree with you. I think that when you pick up the physical copy of Kintsugi Wellness, it's a little more of a game changer. And, you know, studies show when you do coursework, when you study, when you read, it's quite relaxing at night and it's not as stimulating on the brain as something like a, you know, watching Hulu or Netflix. And um, I think that I even get caught up in Hulu and Netflix some nights and I should really be focused more on my reading. So definitely keep going on your books, guys. You're doing amazing. And I am so excited to share with you my thoughts on um, writing a new book soon already. Um, I'm thinking about a paperback and I, I'm really excited because I have a feeling you guys are going to love the new book. And if you've got ideas for my next book, I already know what the title is going to be. But if you or if there are things you want to hear about, please write on my comments on Instagram for shiz. Okay. So, oh my gosh, these questions. I think I answered this one last week. Sorry, you guys, I virtually pull out my iPhone after screenshotting some of your questions. And I always tell you guys, I'm like, oh, I promise I'm going to get back to you. Okay. Hmm. Foxy Roxy 22. Candace, in your last episode, you talked about heartbreak. But could you talk a little bit more on it in your next episode in terms of how you let go of that toxic relationship, how to stop trying to help that person improve and let them out of your life so they don't bring you down? <sighs> Sorry if it's not clear. I'm going through an emotional moment and my mind is scrambled. Side note, I already meditate and do yoga almost daily. Okay, so Foxy Roxy underscore 22. Your first question, how do you let go of the people that are toxic? Um, you just have to do the action of letting them go. Like codependency is a real thing. There's a book by Melanie Beattie called Codependent No More that you should probably pick up. Um, I was in a relationship for a long time with a gentleman that like we were probably codependent on each other. Like most, a lot of people can get like that. So I just had to cut him out and I got him a therapist um, so that he was okay. And I did that with one of my other ex-boyfriends as well. Like before we broke up, I made sure to send him to therapy because he had a lot of issues to work through. So you just got to do the action of letting them go and gracefully, and you know, you can do this. Now you do have to stop helping that person improve because the first rule in lifeguarding as my therapist used to teach me is don't let them take you down with them. The first rule in lifeguarding, 
goes with life. Don't let them take you down with them. You put your life vest on first and you can help them. But babe, you have to let go at some point because my God, you will run your batteries out dry. I mean, I recently like stopped using my phone as much as I used to because it virtually was sucking the life out of me. And I said, I'm going to start baking and cooking and writing new recipes and working on my new book idea and getting you guys some swag and merchandise and get ready for some amazing speaking events along with um, a couple of endeavors that I'm working on throughout LA and New York. And I, I'd rather spend my time being an artist and focusing on the artwork than focusing on the commerce or trying to help people that are just not reciprocating. So you don't need to help them. You can get help for them and then slowly, like you're letting a rope out on a sail ship, <laughs> a sail ship, like you're letting a rope out on a sailboat, let it out slowly. And then just one day, just let it go. Leave the safe harbor, explore, dream, discover. As Mark Twain says, sometimes you just have to let things go. And I promise you, the best is yet to come. Please remember that. If you've already done meditation and yoga, I commend you, babe. That is so great. Your next step is to start praying for others and to start doing work for others because it will fill your cup. I mean, my podcast is a little gift for all of you every week because I know that I'm a messenger and a healer and a lover, all those things that the Dalai Lama says we need to be more of. I will stand true to my word in loyalty and my legacy is to be a messenger because my mother is a teacher, my sister is a teacher, my family is postmasters from Japan and farmers and blue-collared workers from Poland. My grandfather was a soldier in World War II and my father served in Vietnam. Like these are the things that we do. We are of service to you. And this is my way of serving. Do something that's going to fill some, someone else's cup, but not the person that's sucking the life out of you. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about beauty, wellness, and cooking. Okay, so this week I started making some legit bomb new matcha cookies. So I wanted to get your feedback on the matcha cookies. If you guys can make them this week, they're in the book Kintsugi Wellness, and they're vegan and gluten-free and so yum. Um, and I wanted to see also if you guys would send me notes in my comments about what you want to hear on the podcast next time. You can write to me on Instagram in my comments, and also what kind of recipes you want to see more of, because cooking is my one true love, my first love, and I would love to hear more from you. Um, my shout out this week goes to Kapari because for beauty, I've been doing, um, coconut oil pulling and, um, my other shout out goes to Darielle Rose, who is an amazing makeup artist and she used some great Buxom products on me this week. So definitely check out Buxom Vegan Foundations, um, and also, Kopari um, for whitening your teeth through coconut pulling. It's all natural. 
And then as far as wellness goes, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. But last summer, I took a trip with my best friends over to a winery in Sil- at Silver Oak and to me in California. And it was right before Napa Valley had burned. And when I go back to talking about the topic of this week, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, imagine if you had to deal with a fire and your home was burning and you woke up one day, you know, out of your element and had to go back to nothing and start over again. That's kind of the analogy to what we're talking about today. Now, I had the best trip before the fires came with Molly, Sajel, Stephanie, and Michelle. We had the best trip ever. And Matt Padgett and Ian um, were so kind, along with the Duncan family, to take us to Toomey and Silver Oak, which are two wineries I would love for you to go visit in Napa and in Sonoma. They're incredible. But I had the best girls trip and I called it my wellness trip with them because it was about bringing together five incredible women, one fabulous weekend, and we had the best time. (laughs) We said freak a leak, a pony. We played a lot of like 90s rap and we listened to Sting and Phil Collins. Oh my God, Phil Collins um, in the air tonight. And I did a drum show for them in the car. It was amazing. But besides all that, um, Molly, freak a leak or pony? (laughs) My God, I love my girlfriends. They're so amazing. I miss them. We have to do it again. But yeah, I mean, the analogy now to where Sonoma and Napa is is pretty serious. A lot of these wineries had to start over from the ground up. Look to them for inspiration. They rebuilt very quickly and they didn't skip a beat. Everybody feels stuck sometimes and everyone can be a little more humble and say, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Because when you start as the president of the United States or when you start at a new publication or a new media outlet, I'm an advisor at several different firms and several for several different products and launches. And I don't nobody knows what they're really doing at the beginning. You got to be kidding me if you're saying that you know what you're doing. So use that humility. Find a mentor. Try to work some weekends. Don't gossip. Surround yourself with really smart people. Focus on your work. Pay your bills. Support others. Humble thyself. Now... I answered all your juicy questions this week. I told you a little bit about wellness and beauty and cooking. And I just want to ask you guys again to please pick up my book. Get ready for some swag. I'm going to come out with t-shirts and tote bags that you guys are going to love. Of course, the t-shirt will say, that must be hard for you. And the tote bag, we're just going to do its little toss to Wabi Sabi because everybody's life is perfectly imperfect until you guys start taking your masks off and stop posting perfect shit all the time. Um, I guess just let me be the girl to pioneer everything. Shit. (laughs) I love you guys. Have an incredible work week. 
be real, be legit, and P.S. I have no idea what I'm doing. Love you and ciao for now. You can do it, put your ass into it. You can do it, put your back into it. I can do it.